0: Welcome to the MSET podcast, the official podcast of the military child education coalition. My name is Susan sellers, and I'll be your host for today. Today's podcast was made possible thanks to the generous support from E cyber mission. It's a free stem competition for 6th through ninth graders sponsored by the army educational outreach program. Joining me today is Carrie Dieleman, and we're going to be chatting about STEM opportunities for our students and how these opportunities can lead to a future outside the classroom. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Well, I'm interested in learning more about eCyber mission and talking to you about a stem education as parents, you know, we've been hearing about a stem based education, I think, since early 2000. But often, at least for me, when we think about stem, we think it's limited just to math and science. As an educator, I would love for you to share why you think a STEM approach is so beneficial not only to our students, but also the impact that it can have on their future.
1: Yeah, there are so many reasons. As a former classroom science teacher, uh first of which is the opportunity to practice collaboration and communication. Uh STEM is all about learning from each other and sharing ideas with others. Other important aspects of STEM are making connections to the real world and its relevance to important issues that impact everyone. STEM-based education also has the inherent uh, problem-solving aspect to it. And with that comes skills like uh, time management, organization, better long-term retention of concepts and content. And believe it or not, uh, one of the best things about STEM education is experiencing failure. Failure and overcoming challenges are vital to success in STEM. Uh, STEM failures can inspire creative problem solving and teach tenacity, especially when support systems and resources are readily available. And with our program, East Cyber Mission,
0: they are. Well, I think you highlight some really excellent points that perhaps our listeners, parents maybe hadn't considered before, such as the ability to collaborate and communicate. You know, these are skills that we all need to be successful in life. And I also liked how you shared that STEM is about making connections to the real world and where we fit into that particular community, because I do think it's so important that our youth are invested in our future. I like that you said that if we can unlock a student's potential by incorporating real-world knowledge with skills, then I think we can truly prepare them for a life beyond the classroom. So I'm curious, how does E-Cyber Mission embrace this particular idea?
1: So E-Cyber Mission was created about 20 years ago, as you said, around 2000, um, during the Bush administration, to inspire students to explore STEM fields and careers. We need more scientists, more engineers everywhere, and it was of primary importance uh, to that administration. It's an online STEM competition for students in grades 6 through 9, as you said, in which they form teams of 2 to 4 students under the guidance of a team advisor, which can be a parent, a teacher, a group leader. And the teams uh, choose a community problem, something that's, you know, hits home for them close to them. uh, That they would like to explore with science or solve with engineering. Those are kind of the 2 paths. That we have in the cyber mission competition, Uh, the primary goal of the program is to inspire students. To connect with their communities and to make a difference. So kind of uh, gives them a chance to get out there and see what science and engineering can do for their communities. Uh, The program is sponsored by the army educational outreach program, and it's administered by NSTA, the national science teaching association.
0: Well, I appreciate that the program focuses on a local community problem. I think for our military kids, this would be a great chance for them to maybe learn about an area that they recently relocated to, or maybe even an area that they're going to be moving to. And I was reading some of the problems that the 2022 winners focused on their mission, and they were really interesting. You know, for example, deer vehicle accidents and the impact of the disappearance of bees.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, particularly our sixth and ninth grade winning, national winning teams uh, focused on a problem that affected them personally. With the uh, busy bee tech uh, grade nine uh, from New Jersey, uh, they uh, had a, a beehive that the school took care of and during the pandemic it experienced colony collapse. And so they developed a model to optimize the efficacy and efficiency of their smart beehive system uh, while identifying the most important sensors to monitor colony health. So that was something that they experienced during the pandemic at their school um, and they wanted to find a solution. uh, And that was uh, led them to be a national uh, winning team. Uh, the other one that you mentioned uh, was our grade six national winner. Oh dear, team Oh dear, um, created a device uh, it's called the Steer Deer Clear uh, that used variable light and sound signals to deter deer from entering roadways. They had had a family member that had experienced a deer car accident. was was not hurt seriously, but it definitely hit home for them. And they wanted to try to find a way to prevent deer vehicle accidents in their area, which was heavily populated by deer in Jackson, Mississippi. So those were two great examples just recently of award winning teams. And the experiences they, they had at our national event were truly life changing for some, the, in particular, the grade six team. Had been monitoring their progress during the week of the national event and got pretty close to most of the team, the four team members and their team advisors. And uh, when they were called up on the stage, this was a live streamed event and there was an audience, a live audience as well. But I was up on stage handing out the awards and uh, kind of behind the MC. And one of the 11, 12-year-old boys uh, came up on stage, and instead of turning to face the audience, he turned around, and there were tears streaming down his face, and he came up and hugged me right there on stage. So that was definitely something that I could tell was a life-changing event for him.
0: Oh, what a wonderful experience, not only for that team, but also for yourself. I think it is a testament to how much you have invested in this particular program. And what I'd like for you to share now is what about this program resonates with you?
1: Yeah, so many things. Um, the opportunity to interact with STEM professionals is one, um, many of which work for the military and army labs. And so the students have an opportunity when they register as a team uh, through e- cyber Mission. Uh, to interact uh, through with the mentors, through CyberGuide live chats and message boards, online message boards that are monitored by our team. Our national finalists, as I said, get to experience Department of Defense Day lab activities. And from a STEM education perspective, uh, e-Cyber Mission supports phenomenon-based learning, which is a big buzzword in education and directly aligns with the net generation science standards, which schools, districts, and educators, those are kind of their guidelines that they use. Perhaps more valuable is the potential for the social, emotional learning aspect. It helps students, uh, e Mission helps students learn to work as a team uh, and connect with their community, as we said, and make friends, find their tribe, find the group that makes them feel, you know, like they can go out and do things and make changes in the world. So participation in mission provides those opportunities for students to find their unique passions and voices while working with their peers to help them find the same. For myself personally, coming from the classroom as a science educator, I think uh, what resonates with me in particular is uh, giving students the chance to see how STEM can affect everybody. It can be uh, life changing. It can, they can have an impact on other people and on the world. And it's hard to see that when you're in a classroom. But eCyber Mission gives them a chance to use, you know, use their ideas, use their skills, develop their skills, so that they can see, hey, uh, I might have a I have a path here uh, as a STEM professional. Uh, one of the uh, stories I learned last summer at the national event was one of our team advisors. Had a daughter who participated in cyber mission uh, many, many years ago and wasn't really into the stem or into the science. She was more art English, which, which is a good thing as well. But when she participated in cyber mission as a team on a team, she. Right there decided, hey, I'm going to go into stem and is today an engineer and when i talked to the team advisor this past summer i and learned that story that was you know one of kind of one of the things that is exactly uh the goal of east cyber mission
0: well i think that's amazing because i do think it's so important to introduce our students to as many career paths as possible particularly ones maybe that they're not familiar with or maybe they don't feel comfortable in, even as you shared, you know, this one student thought she was heavy into arts and um English and then can't, you know, realize that STEM encompasses so many elements um, beyond the math and science. Because I think the more career opportunities we can expose our children to, the more then they can truly connect with what they want to do after high school. What elements of eCyber mission do you think would be important for our listeners to understand?
1: So eCyber mission is open and completely free to all students, regardless of military affiliation. Uh, Students may be the children of military personnel of any branch of the military or have no military parent or guardian at all. So that's one thing to consider. Students can also continue to compete with their team, even if they PCS during the school year or competition. Competition runs generally uh, August, through March. So, if they have a change or a change in location, they can still compete with their team uh, regardless of where they are because it can be done online. It can be completed online or virtually. Uh, students can also participate from any school in the US, including home schools or DODIA school worldwide. Uh, so, those are all things to consider. The mission folder that they complete for eCyber Mission for the competition. Is completed online and judged virtually online by volunteers. So it's something that um, that's something to keep in mind. They don't have to necessarily be face to face with their team members. Um, So.
0: I like some of the things that you highlighted, though, the program is designed for any student. I appreciate that. It actually takes into consideration the ever transitioning military student. You know, so often our kids are moving mid year or. Perhaps, you know, during a move, they're really limited in terms of what they can participate in as a result of that relocation or for some of our military kids that are following a different academic path, such as, as you shared, homeschooling or even maybe a private school. I like that program takes into consideration all the elements that could possibly impact a military student in terms of their participation.
1: Absolutely, and 1 of the other things I didn't mention is that the teams can be mixed grade levels. I mentioned that that's sixth through ninth graders, but if a 6th grader wants to be on a team with a ninth grader or an 8th grader, that is totally fine. Uh, they would just compete at the higher grade level in terms of competing, but that's something, you know, you can have mixed teams. Uh, so also teams have competed from Germany, Italy, Korea, all over the world e Mission provides ample resources to support the students and the team advisors, videos, lesson plans, uh, interactions with STEM professionals, as I said, no matter where they are, because it's all done pretty much online, virtually. The other thing I didn't mention is that mini-grant funding is available uh, to fund project materials for the team and for the team advisor's time and professional development as well. So that's something to check in if interested. Uh, given that we are a U.S. Army-sponsored program, it's important that we meet the unique educational needs of military students, and we want to support them along their journeys.
0: As we wrap up, any final thoughts or final suggestions for our listeners?
1: Yeah, so uh, in particular for military families, I think it's important to keep in mind that East Cyber Mission Uh, The team advisors can be, they have to be an adult, 21 or older, but they can be a parent, they can be a group leader, they can be, you know, just a neighbor or somebody within the community that wants to help students discover or explore the possibilities for STEM and help them develop their particular interests, uh, career or otherwise. So I think that's something important to keep in mind. Um, registration is open for teams and team advisors generally from August through January and mission folders are usually submitted in March teams can start their project actually in April of the preceding year. So they can try to do things over the summer whenever there is time. So that's something to keep in mind and families can get together and participate as well.
0: Carrie, I wanna thank you so much for coming on the show to chat with me. It truly was a pleasure. It's one of the great things about this job is that I'm always learning something new.
1: Yes, thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate talking with you.
0: For our listeners, we are going to include several links in the show's notes that are going to provide information about this web-based opportunity. We'd like to thank again E-Cyber Mission for supporting today's episode. You've been listening to the Insect Podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Until next time, live a great story.